BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to episode of 147 of Force and John. I am Gail Saunders here with Hollywood Hearn. Mr. Evan, how are you doing today? Doing fantastic. We got uh, uh we got we, we got an early week. We got football on Thursday, my friend. It's exciting. Four four day we had a four day break and here we are. And uh as Eagle fans, me and Evan are sitting here trying to figure out which football team we're going to see. At this moment. This Eagles team is a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, but they have shown a ton of heart lately. Uh, you just don't know which team you're going to see. Sometimes they play down to their opponents. Sometimes they play up, as you've seen them against two AFC North heavy hitters in the Ravens and the Steelers. They play with, they play with a lot of heart. And at, at the end of the day, that's one of the things that you can hang your hat on. But now it's time to get down to business. This is the real gut check of this football team. Uh, if we're going to start with Carson Wentz, he showed a ton of resilience, getting this team back on track, almost winning the game. Now, moving forward, this is the meat and potatoes of this NFC East schedule. We're talking Giants. We're talking Cowboys following up with the Giants. That's three games in the NFC East. This is where the identity of this football team has to rise to the occasion. They have to show the NFC East who they are. You know, we're getting pieces back. Surprise, Deshaun Jackson is back. Lane Johnson is back. But yet we lose other players that went down, whether it be Malik Jackson on the interior of the defensive line. Oh, Jack Driscoll, Zach Ertz, and Miles Sanders. So, again, we, we gain some, we lose some. But at the end of the day, Doug Peterson, this is your game to get your team back right. This is the get right game. We're talking about the New York Giants, the New York Giants who have struggled. So, for me, I'm sitting here, I'm very positive about this one. I feel like they're, you know, they're, they're, in, they're in their black jerseys, man. I don't know. If, 
you know. Uh, but the reality of of the situation is the Eagles are have won the last eight games. They they've won twenty of twenty four since two thousand eight. So again, if it's any get right game, this is the game to get right. And how are you feeling, Evan? Are you feeling like this is the get right game? I feel like this is the beginning of the get right part of the season, not just the get right game, but we have a opportunity here to capitalize on three shitty NFC East teams. I mean, that pretty much goes with, with, without saying uh, when you're talking about playing any NFC East team this season, that just is what happens. But Gail, let's pour one out, man. The Jamon Brown era is over. We can, we can close that book. He, you know, finished his Eagles career with a very impressive half of a sack uh, playing offensive guard, taking down Carson Wentz. <laughs> Man, that was, that was probably one of the worst games I've ever seen an offensive lineman play in an Eagles jersey. I'm glad that that's over with. Quentin Spain became uh, available today. He was dropped by the Buffalo Bills. I think that anything would be better than Jamon Brown in this case. So if we if we can fill him with pretty much any other body, I'm thinking that'll work. Plus, we got Lane Johnson back. That's going to be huge. Deshaun Jackson is supposed to play tomorrow as well. So the pieces are starting to come together. We just need to stay healthy for the love of God. And the Eagles need to build some momentum. If the Eagles can win these three games, win, win against the Giants, win against the Cowboys, go into the bye, hungry to play the Giants again. And then we got the Browns after that. Honestly, we could really build some momentum in this stretch of the schedule. So uh, if you build some momentum, who knows what can happen in the second half of the season? Yeah, I feel like the confidence that we've seen from the Eagles team as of late, mainly the offense, you know, like, again, the, you know, the defense, you know, they, they get put in situations where they're on the field a lot. You saw the offensive struggle, offense struggle in the first half. Uh, barely getting anything done, you know, putting up 22 points in the fourth quarter. Like, how come we can't get a couple points earlier in the game? I feel like that confidence showed in the second half. I think the relationship between Carson Wentz and Fulgham has uh, has grown exponentially. We thought you know, some people were saying that was a fluke. He's uh, at three games, three games in a row where he's proven that he's uh, playing exceptional. So I feel like with Deshaun Jackson coming back, you know, you have you have uh, Lane Johnson protecting. You're, you're, you're hoping that he's better. You know, I, I'm not going to say he's fully healthy because, you know, we both have questions there. But you're talking about uh, getting some stability back with it, a real deep threat in Deshaun Jackson. I almost laugh saying that because because you never you know, you, you just don't know what you're going to get with D. Jackson at this moment. Is he, he going to be healthy? Is he going to be that guy? that we can rely on, we hope. But uh, we're at a, at a situation where, you know, we want other players to step up, and it, we, we're going to need a Boston Scott game. Boston yeah. Scott, the last time he played the Giants, he balled the hell out. He did the uh, the neck roll dance move. He, yep. he, he, he faked, did a, a spin move midfield. He didn't even have to, but he did it anyway, and it still worked. He had a tremendous game. So if we're talking about guys that need to step up, Boston Scott is the guy that we're looking at. You're looking at Boston Scott. That, that's uh, I mean, with Miles out, I, mean, I understand. Yeah. that. Like that, That's the one thing that has me worried about 
The Giants, I don't fear them as an opponent. The thing I do fear is a divisional game. Those are always end up being slugfests. And then on top of that, I mean, it goes without saying how depleted our offense is. Like we're so limited in in offensive weapons. It's just, I don't know. It's it's kind of a spooky thing to think about, man. Well, I mean, if, you, if you're going to talk about, you know, Fulgham, what he's done, uh, and we're talking about matchups, uh, looking at the Giants, he went up against Humphrey, one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Peters as well. He, he mossed those guys in the end zone. Showed out. It, he didn't, it didn't matter to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game was not too big for him when the game was on the line. Fourth down, dude. Uh, so you're talking about another opportunity to showcase his ability going up one of the best corners. Uh, he, he's been ranked by pro football focus as the fifth best cornerback in the NFL. Brad Berry has uh, he's got two picks on the year. He's got 10 pass breakups so far. So good. Brad Berry has been everything that the giants expected him to be. And, and Travis Fulgham has to show, show out again. You know? I, I don't have any doubt in my mind that Travis Fulgham is going to show out when the opportunity arises. But the thing that I fear is that he's not going to be worked into the game plan appropriately. Because mm-hmm. if we th- if we're like, it's all well and good to say Travis Fulgham has been popping off. He obviously has. I don't think that the coaching staff sees that because why why is it taking so long in, in the Ravens game to get him involved in yeah. the game plan? But I, I mean, think, you I, look at the, the first – I got called out on that. And I know some – they look back at the film and they're like, how, why did it take that long for him to get a target all the way in the like, – back into the second quarter? Back into the second quarter, yeah. And, like, yeah, it, it just doesn't make any sense. This is a guy that's been on absolute fire. He is – the go-to guy out of nowhere for Carson Wentz. And the fact that you want to wait until pretty much halftime before you get him involved in the game, it doesn't make any sense. And the Eagles coaching decisions have been a lot of that this year. So that's something that I fear. You know, but There's uh, a lot of outsmarting ourselves going on. You just got, you just have to believe that they're going to get it right. They've got to get it right. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like, you know, if DJX is available again, we we're, we're we're down our tight ends. Kroom, who scored a touchdown, is actually on the practice squad. Uh, Dick Rod is, you know, he's the guy that's going to be leading the way. But it's just going to be, uh, I think Carson Wentz, he showed a lot of heart, man. You, you, you talk about willing a W, almost W. He, he, there was opportunities there. I thought the play calling from Doug Peterson at the end of the game was horrific on that two point to tie it up. But um, at least we saw some cohesion at the end of the game because uh, again I, I keep I can't stress it enough this offense has got to give this defense some breathers they've got to score early they have to make it difficult and when you're going to, up against a, you know a young quarterback in Daniel Jones a guy who's you know he, he struggled with pressure if you can keep him off the field and put him in some pressure situations he the guy he's a guy that likes to uh still have some some fumbling issues. Uh he's he's had some issues in the in the red zone. So that means I, I feel like this defense is going to be pretty sound against the run against them. But and I, I they're you're talking about offenses ranked 30th, 31st in the past. Uh I feel like Darius Slay on Darius Slayton. It's the Slay Day game here. I feel like uh he can eliminate and erase their Darius Slayton from uh, their p- passing attack. If I if get, I recall, Darius Slayton had a pretty good, big game on us last time we played. He did. He did. 
Uh, they're about to get Sterling Shepard back, so you're looking at him on the in- interior. He's had some big games against the Eagles, but overall, I feel like uh, this offense should have some extra, some extra looks, man. I think they can. I think they can do a pretty good job shutting this offense offense down. I believe. Yeah, uh, but honestly, another thing that is scary every game to me is this whole linebacker position. I think the Giants did a really good job of. Uh, getting Devontae Freeman after Saquon went down and between Devontae Freeman and Evan Ingram, you know, the, the giants are a 30th ranked offense. Yeah. But what are, what are our linebackers ranked? They have to be dead last. I don't know. I don't know how, where else they would be. So if we're talking about the middle of the field, while this offense isn't exactly cooking, it's not like our linebackers are doing anything to prevent it. Well, we get Duke Riley back. Um, you saw Davian Taylor get some snaps. Sean Bradley got some snaps last week as well. I feel like Davian Taylor showed off some of that speed chasing down Lamar Jackson. That's something you like to see. You know, he seems pretty hype on Twitter right now. He's, uh, you know, looking at some of his plays. Fran I'm Duffy. a stud. I'm ballsy. I don't take no shit from anyone. I think Davion Taylor is ready to go. I, I think he's uh, he's feeling himself a little bit, and I, that's what we need. We need someone to step in. I think uh, Evan Ingram and Devontae Freeman versus the linebackers. You know, it's it's a it's a battle we're, we're trying to win. The biggest thing here, you know, we talked about defensive line pressure. Uh, shout out to Brandon Brandon Graham. He's he's done a tremendous job creating pressure lately. Talk about Josh Sweat, what he's done. His you know. Uh, breakout year, Derek Barnett. This team uh, has been given up. This offensive unit for the Giants has been given up a ton of pressures. Daniel Jones is one of the most pressured quarterbacks in the NFL. I feel like the Eagles up front. Yes, they're missing Malik Jackson, but I feel like this is you know where Fletcher Cox can can eat. I feel like pressure off the edge is going to be a thing, uh, making him uncomfortable. You know, Daniel Jones does have mobility outside the pocket. He's got some sneaky athletic ability. I just think you, making him uncomfortable is where we need to uh, be on Thursday night. I, you know, Trox said he's actually going to be at the game. Yeah. Week. Those tickets are were a lot less expensive, too, I've heard, than the Ravens game. I, I heard people at the Ravens game were paying out the nose. It's definitely enticing. Yeah. How are you I mean, about that? Evan, are you, have you been enticed to buy tickets to go to the game? Um, I've been enticed by what, what I'm really missing is just the atmosphere down at the stadium. I'm missing uh, game days, how we used to do things, the tailgates, the game day, just how it was a whole day out of it. But the thing is, is that it's not the same, you know, there's no tailgates allowed. And then on top of it, like there's not nearly, I think there's less than 10% of the, uh, of the fans are actually allowed in the stadium or around 10%. So like the, the juice, the atmosphere isn't the same. And those tickets are just so damn hard to come by. I'm not the uh, the fortunate season ticket holder that everybody else is. So you don't sound thought, enticed, though, huh? You don't sound enticed, dude. There's a COVID out there. You uh-huh. think it, 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 it's a big risk I'm, to go I'm catch trying, the I'm, COVID. Trying to, I'm trying to get more energy out of you, man. Like I, I'm not feeling. Wrong. <laughs> Yo, I, uh, I've been enticed, but you know, I, I got to think about family. Uh, which is more important, you know, like I sit here, look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, don't even, <laughs> uh, but uh, I feel like, uh, you know, it's a prime time game, man. Like I think the fans should be electric for the amount of fans that 
should be in there. They should be excited. You know, I do miss those kickoffs, man. I like the way the stadium sounds when, you know, the kickoff is happening, the, the sound of the crowd. Like, you know, yeah, those, those kind of things that you missed, uh, you know, tailgating and fans from all over the country flying in to go see the game and hanging out with them. But uh, I feel like uh, it's definitely something that we miss. But, again, nothing in 2020, 2020 has been normal. So, But that's what it is. But um, you know what else is not normal? What's that? A team that's one in one, four and one, and there's rumors of them buying and not selling uh, coming up to this trade deadline. And Gail, I've been walking that tightrope. I've been walking that tightrope. I'm like, man, am I? Would I be a buyer or would I be a seller if I was in the Eagles' front office? The logical person in me wants to say, you know, a high draft pick and acquiring more draft picks course that would be beneficial but man i just can't do it i can't do it we have, we have an opportunity to capitalize right now and like i said at the top of the show if we can get a winning streak going here and build some momentum by the time you know we, we have some more pieces come back by the end of the season who knows what kind of momentum what kind of juice we could be heading into the playoffs with i don't know i i don't want to give up on this team wow Wow, you know I'm buying because that that article came about. You know, Jason Lockford had mentioned that the Eagles were going to be buyers and not sellers. Kind of like made Eagles Nation go crazy for a second because we were all sitting back during our Eagles kickoff live show, just talking about like what what was going on. Like, are are we really in that mode? Me as like the fantasy GM, I'm I'm sitting here like I would I would love to be you know, picking high. But the, the fact is, if this if this Eagles team does make it into the playoffs, you're picking uh you're picking nineteenth. You could be picking what, like eighth or ninth in the draft if uh you just play this one out. <laughs> But uh, Gail, I got to be honest. I think that the Eagles ultimately don't do much with their draft picks anyway in recent years. So like I I realize that every draft is different. You know, just because we did bad on one year's draft doesn't mean we're going to be do better on the following year's draft or vice versa. The, The way that I look at it is we don't historically do well in the draft anyway. If we end up getting a proven veteran that can help us this year and potentially sign him to an extension, like it's already a proven player. Why, if, if we're going in both free agency before the trade deadline and into the draft, we're always trying to find a good player. How does it matter how we get a good player? Just get the good player. That's all I want. Yeah. I mean, ideally you just want to, <laughs> you want to be able to like draft high, you know, you're talking about, um, that eighth pick would be lovely. It would be lovely. But we're talking about Howard Roseman's job on the line. And this is where I, I come to the terms with the Eagles as buyers. If Howard yeah, Roseman, I, I, I didn't want to gloss over that. Answer that. Are you a buyer or are you a seller? You're a buyer? You know, I'm just well, from the reality standpoint of me looking at Howard Roseman, I could see him as a buyer in the terms of he could be doing this for his job. And if if I'm Howie Roseman, me personally, I would, you know, I'm I'm starting to look at things from a reality perspective and looking at the guys from within and seeing what you know who's lining up and seeing who the young guys that are, you know, you how would you know what Travis Fulgham was if Alshon Jeffrey or D. Jax was hurt? 
You wouldn't yeah. even know. He might not even been on this roster. You he might not I mean? be on a roster, period. So to see these quality reps from the younger guys is so imperative. So imperative, especially since they're young guys. You're talking about guys that have been productive who are like like 0.9% of the whole cap. You know, a guy like Fogel making $555,000 is your leading wide receiver this year. When 23, what, 23 mil is going towards. I know, I know. You know but it's, it's crazy. So, I, like, I do like to see the young talent play. But, again, like, if I'm Howie, I'm going to bring in some pieces. And you're, hope, you're hopeful that guys are going to be able to come back healthy. Like, if you get this team, you know, after the bye and you catch two dubs and you're rolling into the, the next Giants game and you're you're ready to go, that's that's an opportunity to make a run. Yeah, you know, and that's got, you gotta hang you gotta hang your hat on that. But what are you trying to get if you're a buyer? Um, I I want depth, man. I need I need a somebody. I need a linebacker, a linebacker that can cover. That that's the number one thing I'm looking for. And then on top of that, I'm looking for offensive line depth. You know, I don't know if both can happen. Uh, we don't have that many assets to begin with, unless we're talking about draft picks. But just going back to your point that you just had. I think it's kind of unfair to cherry pick like, okay, Howie Roseman's got Travis Fulgram. So, you know, that that adds points in Howie's favor. Howie Roseman has also missed on a ton of draft picks. Like, I think we have to take everything together. So, yeah, you found some diamonds in the rough, but let's be honest. A lot of the players you find end up being duds. And that's what we go into the season with. Howie Roseman's luster has been uh, kind of waning in this city, I believe. He used to be Howie Hero, and it just kind of seems maybe the injuries play obviously play a huge part. But we we haven't had the roster we thought we were going to have. The high powered offense, none of that's been there. Yeah, and, it's, and, it's, it's 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 interesting. Like if if you were if you were to sell now, what pieces might other teams be interested. I mean, Brandon Graham has had a solid year so far. He's uh, getting long in the tooth. Deshaun Jackson, what is his value out there? You know, Malik Jackson, you know, he, he's a luxury at this point. You afraid um, to say the one that everyone's been talking about? I mean, he he uh, was recently injured, um, but, you know, Alshon Jeffrey, you know, I, I'm not, you know, Derek Barnett, you know, we have uh, the jo- Josh Sweat. I don't want to lose Josh Sweat, man. What's that? Josh, I don't want to lose Josh Sweat. No, Josh I mean, Sweat's a budding I mean, star. Is Derek Barnett? Is he a potential? You know, mm-hmm. like, like who, like who on this roster actually has like value? I mean, Ertz is hurt. That's a three to four week injury, yep. rumored to be. I yeah, know, but man. I mean, there, there's teams that could be buying that are in a better position than we are and be looking long term with Ertz. You know, but uh, I wouldn't sell Ertz. So with with that with what I just said, I, I wouldn't sell Ertz. I really feel like if the team gets hot, dude, if the team gets hot at the right time, it, it, it would be an amazing underdog story. But again, it's like, you know, Howie Roseman talks about the nostalgia and holding on to older players. And, you know, we've seen Jason Peters and what he's not done for this team. And what we've saw was the writing on the wall was when he was actually going to get hurt versus like how long he could stay on the field for us. It was like, we were just like, yeah, we don't know. When is he going to get hurt? We're just expecting that. Yeah. Um, and Deshaun Jackson, older targets, you know, like he has 
barely been on the field for the Eagles the last two years. Let I mean the last year and a half. So it's we're we're walking down some some muddy territory. Uh, we're definitely trying to get some money off the cap. Uh, Fletcher Cox recently restructured his, his contract. Um, so we got about uh, I think it was a five five mil. Mm-hmm. I think five million change for the twenty twenty budget there. So that's that's interesting. What does that say to you? That says to me that the Eagles are looking to buy. That says to me that the Eagles are looking like they want to make a little playoff push here. And honestly, at with one win and four losses, the fact that we're looking at a playoff push is uh, kind of remarkable. I mean, obviously the Eagles would want a, a way better record. They'd want to be in a better situation. It is what it is. I mean, look at the lineup changes from week to week. If you go back to May, like for the offensive line, it's been musical chairs there. You have like what nine of eleven starters out. Mm-hmm. You know, Carson Wentz and Jason Kelsey are the only ones left. Yeah. You know, I've you know Lane Johnson, you know, rumored to come back, and Deshaun Jackson, rumored to come back. That's nice, but it's been a lot of moving parts. It's been an inconsistent season. From that standpoint, so that that's where you are. Like you, you have to just look at the reality of like what has transpired, the pandemic, the lack of off season, and just players yeah. going down with injuries all but over the, the league. The front office, I think, is also looking at the rest of the division as well, seeing what's playing out there. And you know, on Monday night, the Cowboys absolutely get trounced by Arizona. And you know, I, I was sitting here thinking, I was like, okay, I. I I think that Dak Prescott to Andy Dalton is a definite fall off, but Andy Dalton is a veteran quarterback. So I'm thinking in the back of my mind, they should be with their offensive weapons, be able to at least stay in the game. I don't think so, man. Like that is a pretty atrocious offense. Uh, Mike McCarthy doesn't seem like he's the answer at all. They were, they were looking to get rid of the clapper, which they did. And to have Mike McCarthy step in, I think the true colors of Mike McCarthy are starting to show kind of as if Aaron Rodgers carried him through that career. But, you know, look at the rest of the division. You got the Giants who are just butt ass. You got uh, the the Washington football team who they haven't been able to get it together. They're, they're thought to be franchise quarterback is not the answer. And now you've got Dak Prescott injured. So, the division is ours for the taking. So for us to not buy, for us to not make a move in order to try and secure that division, I think would just be negligent. Yeah, I mean, this. I mean, just that. That's it's got to be a weird space to be the front office and looking at like the the rest of the NFC East. <laughs> the way it looks <laughs> like you just like the way the NFC East is set up. It is set up for us to take. And if I'm if I'm Howie, I'm looking at it like, yeah, I could if I get this team in the playoffs, I secure my job. Uh we could use the injuries as uh, an excuse. Um we're, we're playing for the you know the playoffs. Doug Peterson again gets his team in the playoffs. Uh, that's I mean that looks good for his record. I'm not accepting that excuse for Jim Schwartz, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> again, if they get this man a defensive uh star in the middle of the field. Things could look a little different, but I think uh, he, he's got he's got a talented de- defensive line up front. Sure. That's one thing. This defensive unit is getting pressure on quarterbacks. Um, yeah, the, the whole rotation is doesn't it doesn't matter which players out there. I get excited. Yeah. I mean, there there are moments where they 
they've been over aggressive and they've been out of place. And, you know, there's some, you know, teams are taking advantage of us at the linebacker position, Nate Gary as well. But I, I feel like if they get their groove together, that's just, this is where if I'm the GM, I'm thinking like where they could actually bring it home, bring mm-hmm. it home. And the rest of Eagles Nation, I feel like that defense could get back to a place of stability. Darius Slay has been lights out. You know, he he had a couple down moments versus um, in the Steelers game, but was dealing with a concussion in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like Darius Slay has been a, an eraser for us for the most part. And again, we're getting pressure up front, dude. Uh, you know, Brandon Graham at this stage of his career is what on pace to get like 10 sacks. That's, that's pretty good for him. Yeah. So I, I, again, again, it's, we're just in a weird place to say that we're buyers. I'm, I'm, I'm a mix. It's, I'm torn between the situations because if we're healthy, we get healthy at the right time. It could make sense in how he's playing for his job. It can make sense. But if you're trying to sell, you know, like what, what are you actually selling? Yeah. You can ask people like, all right, so tell me who you're selling. And then people are like, well, yeah, yeah. you know, if you're, you know, what are, what are you selling? Like, yeah. what do you expect to get back? I mean, you can't trade a, a hurt Ertz. <laughs> you can't, you know, Fletcher Cox, he's not going anywhere. And then, then you start looking around, like, who else are you trading? Draft picks are valuable, though, man. I mean, what did we get Darius Slay for? A third? Was that third, was that third and, was it fifth? Third and fifth? Yeah, third and a fifth round. And that's a, that's a high caliber player. And you're not even giving up a one or a two. I'm I'm not gonna I'm, I'm I always love star players bringing in bringing bring some talent bringing some talent man like I'm, I ain't trying to like as much as you know how I love the draft like I I love watching a team in the playoffs yeah and you know, and like, I think that like another thing aside from us like we have to let these players grow as well like. Uh, Obviously, it would be great if we bring in some more star players that would help out tremendously. But we can also sort of count on these uh, young players on continuing to to develop for the rest of the season. I mean, Davian Taylor and Sean Bradley, if they're getting more snaps than the coaches are either A, they have their arm twisted and realize that their linebackers on the field are just useless and they want to get those guys out there, or B, they're actually showing development during during practice. And so Davian Taylor is really a guy that came in here with some speed. He can get sideline to sideline. And that's how a lot of teams are trying to beat us. They're trying to beat us with end arounds. They're trying to beat us with out routes and get the quick receivers or quick uh, running backs to like get to the outside. Davian Taylor, in my opinion, is a guy that is quick enough to keep up with those types of players. He, if, he, we can, if we can see that, if we can, if he can continue to develop, get some more field time, he could be the answer. I mean, that's the one thing that if, if I was to describe his game, sideline to sideline, like it's a guy who, Runs the football, makes plays. Definitely raw, but you know he, he showed some potential. So I mean, a lot of a lot of fans were like kind of worried. They're like, you know, third rounder, you know, you know Wilson, a guy from what Wyoming that the Eagles were. A lot of you fans were like on him. He's 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 out there playing for what Cincinnati. Yeah. So you're like, and he was drafted right but around where Davion was drafted. Let's let's put a trade in perspective. So we just discussed how Darius Slay was traded for a third and a fifth. So the, in this year's draft, that would have been a Davian Taylor and a John Hightower. You're not willing to give something like that up for a starred player to bring into the roster. I yeah. am. I mean, I am. If you feel if they feel like 
we we're not on the inside. If they if they feel like they know that this team has the potential to warm up and like heat up and people get healthy at the right time, like even you know even if Jordan Malata is killing on the left tackle and Jason Peters comes back, yo yo yo, bro, you, Yoda, you got to move on the inside, bro. Yeah. Like, there's some new shrimp on the bobby over there, Jason. Move over. Uh, that's where I'm at. You know, like, that offensive line comes back a little bit better. Miles Sanders comes back in maybe two weeks, maybe a week. I don't know. They, it's kind of – they had some concern about that. They, they said he's just not playing this week. Yeah. I don't know if it's yeah, – I mean, I mean, they could just be giving him some – it's a short week, so they could just, you know, not want to push him. And uh, The injury wasn't clear. Yeah, how they felt about it, yeah. which scares me. They I said, hate I, ha- I hate being left in the dark because that usually means that it's worse than what they're given the perception of. Yeah, I, I, I went. I started doing like a little deep dive the other night, looking at a bunch of us, uh, you know, sports doctors, and they were looking at the way he fell. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh, that's definitely not ACL," but they said that looks like a meniscus. Torn meniscus mm-hmm. can be a couple weeks. Still waiting for that answer. Again, other news, J- Jamon Brown. I mean, that's you gotta feel good about him being released. Yeah. We're just wondering who else is going to be brought in. That means open roster spot. I mean, maybe uh, another running back. I mean, you're talking about uh, who else we have in the back end that we could bring up? Elijah Holyfield. Holyfield. Yep. Hunt- Huntley um, is, uh, I mean, he might get some, some playing time this week. Perhaps cricket. You never, hey man, at this rate, you never know who's gonna like. Surprise. I mean, yeah, if Kroom is coming in and scoring yeah. touchdowns, one snap, one touchdown. I mean, what what a way to start a career, kid. We'd have the fan base was like, "Who's that?" Yeah. I remember we were talking about like when he got raised up to the, the team. We're like, oh, Kroom? Yeah, exactly. Riley, Riley. Okay. Um. Okay, and then he scored. I was like, "There's Kroom. There, there he is." is. Yeah, but I, I feel like this is the get-right game. This is an opportunity for us to get back. You know that movie, Stella got a groove back? This is how the Eagles got the groove back. Mm-hmm. By beating yeah. the Giants. Yep. And, and this one, it's one win. This is how you get you stack dubs. Two and four and one sounds way better than one, five and one. Yeah. Yeah, this this record right now is looking pretty rough, man. It's it, it's a must win. <laughs> it is a It's a must win. Yeah. They beat yeah. Washington. Yeah. Dallas beat Washington. Yep. Dallas beat the Giants. Yeah. Interesting times, man. I mean, if you have any positive words for the Eagle fans out there um, about the direction of this football team, what are you saying? I'm saying that these are some winnable games that we've got ahead of us, and this is a very good opportunity. And this is not even coming from a biased perspective. This is coming from a realistic perspective that the Eagles could win three in a row. They could, they, these teams are in a really bad spot right now. And I mean, they have two between the Cowboys and the Giants. I think they have three yeah. wins between them. So I, I, I think that we could potentially march our way towards a winning record after the bye. You know, if I'm, I'm, if I'm going to piggyback on that, I'm, I'm, I'm going to piggyback on that idea. I think uh, they definitely can get right, man, these next two games. It's definitely possible. You know, it's not like I felt a certain way before the Ravens game. I'm like, you know, but they showed they showed me something. So 
you know, I feel like uh, it's a great opportunity. I know it's a short week, but I think the Eagles get back on track here. Before we go, tell me you're a buyer. Just say it. Lie to me if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> My heart is a buyer. My heart is a buyer. Yes. You know, <laughs> you know, like that's what it is. Like uh I feel like if they if they go on a hot streak, dude, you know, we saw we saw some bad Giants teams make runs. You know what I mean? They did. It's some bad Giants teams. Beat uh, some really good teams. Yeah. So I mean it, any any anything is possible. Um some of these other teams are looking pretty fierce out there. I mean the Chiefs are looking pretty fierce. That offense is super spicy. They can do anything they want. They got yeah. Le'Veon Bell. Chiefs are a different story. I just want to get to the playoffs. <laughs> the Chiefs are, man, they they are unbelievable, man. Pat, Pat Mahomes is, he's so much fun to watch. No, I he's, mean, I, I, I was telling my brother the other day, I was like, yeah, you can just watch the Chiefs. And it's just like my undying love for football. Just, you know, it's like, ah, oh, this is football. Yep. Like I, yeah. I'm seeing like this is what it's supposed to look like. Like I'm I'm watching one of the greats and I'm like, man, this kid, this kid's going to be one of the greats. Like I'm just, I, I, there's no pressure. I'm not depressed. I'm not thinking about my own team. I'm not talking yeah. about the front office and all the back back uh you know team drama. It's just like watching a football game. But uh you know, other than that, you know, talking about watching something uh, on Thursday, um, we're gonna get an opportunity to talk to two of the Eagle diehards that were um, showcased in the documentary maybe next year. It's basically uh, details the Eagle Super Bowl winning season from the perspective of four of the team's most diehard fans. Uh, we're going to be able to interview Shirley Dash and Barry Vagoni. Uh, the documentary is called Maybe Next Year, directed by Kyle Thrash. He's a Drexel alum. Uh, I think it would be interesting. I mean, it, it's the trailer cool. looks awesome. The trailer, the trailer looks really good. Like I'm, you know, I really am looking forward to that. I know uh, one one huge Eagle fan, uh, EDP. You know, he's there's some mixed feelings on EDP, but he, he has a, a ton of fans out there, and he's actually also in that documentary as well. But anyways, gaping me at this moment. But uh, I think uh, just watching that, you know, just. It, level goosebumps in the sense that you know as a Eagle fan you would you lived that moment you lived that that time in your life where you, you were most confident in the weirdest way and you couldn't tell why you were confident that you were going to win the Super Bowl because you could just feel it what was the so, moment you knew that that the Eagles were going to win the Super Bowl um that they were going to win that they were going to win the Super Bowl I thought that that hit on um, no, but I I did have that I had the feeling before the game. I did, I was going to say to be honest with you, the moment it hit me was the Patrick Robinson interception versus the Vikings. Really, it really did. I was I I watched that I watched that, and that only made it seven seven. That 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 literally only tied the game up. But we had a different energy that year. That that entire year, there was. I tell you right now, it's not the feeling I have right now. Um, but it, 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 the vibe, yeah, that. I, the yeah. vibe that I had that entire year was like, man, this just feels different. This feels like a different roster. Uh, 
everybody. Like there was there wasn't one player that was underperforming that year. Every single player in every single position stepped up. And they were on they were not going to be stopped. And I, I, I saw that interception. I was like, dude, we're gonna win the fucking Super Bowl this year. I, you're probably pre-game NFC uh, championship, pre-game yeah. Meek Mills, uh, dreams and nightmares. There was a level of, I mean, even Nick Foles just recently was interviewed by the Bears media and he was just talking about what that song did to him. Yeah. What that song did to the whole entire stadium, and the football team, it's like it, it, it ignited a match. It was a vibe and it was an energy. Over top of uh, a giant barrel of gasoline. Oh my god! Like I'd, yeah. I'd never seen like, like it was just of all things playing in the stadium. Like Meek Mills is people were just rocking the hell out. Like it was a it was it's definitely a vibe that if you one of those, but that these are the kind of things that you miss when when you're not in the stadium. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't really put it into words, but being there present during that that whole run was like, oh, man, it's crazy. And, you know, Eagle fans are like, oh, I don't want to be Mr. 2017, keep talking about the Super Bowl. But, you know, again, like enjoy a moment. It's a, it's a movie. Uh, it, from the trailer, it looks well done. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see it. Uh, I can't wait to have those guys on uh, Eagles kick. Yeah, I'm excited five. for that interview as well. Yeah, I know uh, Mr. Mr. Hollywood Hearn, you know, yeah. the guy has a job. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> They're keeping me around, believe it or not. You know, I'm gonna have to be, you know, riding solo on the on the show. We'll definitely have some guests to surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> we have some guests carrying carrying uh, Hollywood's weight, you know. But uh, it's big shoes to follow. But uh, <laughs> any uh, any last words before you get out here? Now, I just want to say uh, good luck tomorrow. Uh, go birds, and we are going to be two four and one next time we speak, my friend. This guy has spoken to existence. Yes. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's always fly. You just fly. Make sure you're out there. Subscribe to us on Fourth and John. We're on Fourth and John on all the socials. Uh, we'd love some feedback. Uh, give us a shout out. Join us for Eagles kickoff live on, on Thursday. Normally, we're doing this on Sundays. We'll, we'll be starting this at 6 o'clock on Thursday night. And we're going to get that done. I have spoken into existence and as always it's fly eagle fly What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.